What's up, my mindful creatives? Welcome to Ranting Through Life, where we diversify the creative soul. I'm your host, multifaceted creative Janulisa, and today kicks off the start of our second annual May You Be Well Creative May. As always, we want to wish ourselves wellness as creatives and as humans, of course, but this series focuses on the psychology behind and around the creative mind. Let's go! So last year's May You Be Well Creative focused on the creative mind in regards to mental health and mental illnesses and the possible target on the creative mind that mental illnesses might have. And you're going to have to revisit those episodes to check out what was our verdict on that. Are we being attacked as creatives? And and stuff like that. So that's going to be episodes 19 through 21. And this year, we are learning more about neurodivergence like autism, dyslexia, ADHD, etc. And the reason for your gift of that creative perspective. So whether you are or aren't neurodivergent in in those regards or or there's so many different neurodivergents, we're going to focus on the three that I named throughout the month. Uh, this episode is going to be the collective of figuring out what is neurodivergence as a whole? What is neurodiversity? Why is this important as creatives? Why is this the thing that we want to focus on and think about uh, a little harder with our creative souls and our creative minds? So that's what we're going to dive into this month. I'm so excited. I have watched so many TED Talks. I have read so many articles. So I'm hoping that we can we can learn a little more. Uh, we know that my episodes are generally under 20 minutes, so I'm not going to be able to give you all the stuff on everything. And I am not a psychologist, so I will be also linking articles per episode about the different the different things. This episode will have links to articles like the neurodiversity article from health.harvard.edu that I looked into. It'll have a link to neurodiversity, the key that unlocked my world from an awesome creative that is also autistic, Elizabeth Wicklander. She had an accent and pronounced it very differently, but it was really awesome to hear that talk from her her, especially seeing that she was a creative as well, because she was a celloist. And we're going to, we're going to have links to that, as well as this awesome Forbes article that I read, Can We Celebrate Neurodiversity? And Nancy Doyle, yes, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And that's what we as creatives need to talk about, especially since a lot of us have neurodivergence that we either, as the older we got, realized that, oh, wait, we can actually talk about this now. Or, you know, we we knew that something was off and couldn't figure it out and maybe figured it out later in life. I feel like a lot of creatives and people find out, found out later in life and what it looks like, hopefully, 
for the next generation and what it seems like as we as we get into these conversations more about neurodiversity is that we get to celebrate sooner and we don't have to stigmatize it. A lot of the stigmas around neurodivergence and neurodivergent people is that they're broken and need fixing. Just like a lot of the conversations around creatives is that we're broken and we need fixing. We need to get a real job. We need to blah, blah, blah. And so whether you have any of the neurodivergence that are listed in any of these articles or anything like that, we all are neurodiverse as humans, so it is still relevant. So let me explain. What does neurodivergent mean? What does neurodiversity mean? Let's start with neurodivergence. Neurodivergent is differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typical or normal. So not neurotypical. Mm. As creatives, aren't we so used to hearing not normal, not typical, da-da-da-da-da, you're weird. And so, like I said, whether you're neurodivergent or not, you've heard all of these terms around your creative professionalism. So listen, just listen, listen closely. And especially when you're thinking, oh, I should conform and I should just da 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 let's take from this let's let's dig into this this month and realize hopefully by the end of this month or hopefully by the end of this conversation you'll see that that is not what we need to do we do not need to conform and be typical in any regard okay and so neurodiversity is the idea that people experience and interact with the world around them in many different ways. There is no one right way of thinking, learning, and behaving. And differences are not viewed as deficients. Yes. Yes. As someone, especially, who grew up with a neurodivergent I'm not going to tell you until we get to that episode which one. And I, I actually probably have told you guys before. We are constantly separated from the people who think normally or the people who who conform or can learn in the... I don't want to say easy because I don't feel like learning is has to be easy or hard depending how you're teaching, how how we go about teaching. Even in psychology... A thing I learned is there are different types of learning methods, whether you're neurodivergent or not. So you might be a kinetic learner, you might be a, a visual learner, you might, you, there's so many different types of learning. And that they allow to be something that, oh, that's a, a normal thing. So when it comes to not knowing how to teach someone something because their their brain sees things differently we we call that a deficiency we call that weird we call that broken and and when i say we i mean the the general public we i'm um, no mm -mm. so that's how we we view stuff we we take people with dyslexia and are like oh you can't read or something like that because it's m more difficult and we don't understand why it's more difficult if we're taking the tools and you know 10 out of 10 people got it and then the one person didn't get it where like oh well there's something wrong with them instead of just learning how to teach that student or uh, the child with 
HD, we're taking that as they're distracted, they're distracting, they're having that squirrel-like men- mentality and ignoring the the fact that maybe they are hyper-focused and have energy and passion and we just don't see it because we don't, we're not interesting enough for them, you know? So it's like, well, you have to maintain and engage and instead of belittling someone who doesn't learn the way that you do the person with dyslexia they're probably a visual thinker and by probably i mean they're that that's that's a thing they're a visual thinker they have 3d mechanical skills instead of celebrating those things we we knock we knock the other things because we don't understand it a person with tourette syndrome has observational skills and and cognitive control but we think of it as blurting out or you know whatever I, I haven't researched that one as much or looked into that one as much sorry but that is also how we need to interact with creative people in, in any regard and especially our creative neurodivergence our, our yeah our our creative people with the different neuro neurodivergence instead of creating this the the self-help book or whatever the self-help geared towards the every person you might want to gear it towards that creative thinker who probably probably has a form of uh, neurodivergence because it a lot of the neurodivergence do focus on just thinking more creatively and instead of downing that we, we must celebrate it and we must accept it within ourselves as well. Because even I've especially lately bumped into many a creative with ADHD. And when they talk about it, it's like, yeah, I mean, with my ADHD, you know, and it's like they're suffering because they don't know how someone else is going to react to it to to say something out loud like that has been so stigmatized and it's like damn I have a problem when you find out that you have one of these neurodivergence you're like society tells you that you have a problem and instead you can fix society with this thing that you were gifted with that is finally getting the chance to be spoken out for instead of against how do we fix this how do we make this person conform into our way and as a creative professional you know you already have chosen to not conform why with your mind are you trying to conform now no no we are against that your creative soul is against that especially because that beautiful neurodivergence that you may or may not have or your your scene partner or, or your creative partner may have can help you guys. I don't remember which article or which I was reading or listening to, but they said that pe- some people within a community, of course, were born with a neurodivergence as a survival skill. So an autistic person, though they don't, it's not they don't have social skills. There's plenty of social autistic people. It's their social skills are different from yours. They might be more what we call introverted or or something like that to an extreme that you don't understand. It does not mean that it's a lacking... 
I don't feel like it's a lacking. I think it's just different. They interact with humans differently. And because so many people are telling them that they're one way, they find it as a problem instead of it just being like, hey, this is what I need for me, what I need for my mind. We're telling them they have a problem. And that's what it's like with a lot of different ways that we were taught to learn. The, the Just the ways we were taught to learn, the way that we interact with neurodivergence, but the way that we react with the mind and everything, we need to realize that even the way we socialize about creativity, about neurodiversity, about everything, we have to realize that we all think differently. Even if we are like-minded, we all think differently. And these different neurodivergents can save a life. So the the autistic person or the dyslexic person or the person with ADHD might be able to survive better in a situation. Ooh, let's get into some of our celebrity creatives because we're not going to do a fictional creative today and we're going to focus on our celebrity creatives with neurodivergence. And then a lot of the fictional creatives that we have planned for this month are guys. So I actually focused on celebrity creatives that are neurodivergent that are women. For starters, Solange Knowles has ADHD. Solange Knowles is a singer, performer. Jennifer Anson has dyslexia. She is, of course, an actress and a spokesperson and amazing. And all these women are actually very amazing. We have Cher, who has Dysel... I don't know how to pronounce it. It looks like Dracula, but also with, like, dye in it. I meant to look up the pronunciation for it and didn't. Okay, so she has dyslexia and dyslexia. Daryl Hannah is on the autism spectrum. Daryl Hannah is an actress you might have seen in movies like Splash and Blade Runner. She is also an activist. Jane Austen, I know Jane Austen's not with us any anymore, but she's also on the autism spectrum. I think that one's rumored. I don't know if that one's to be true. Mel B, Scary Spice from the Spice Girls, uh, has ADHD. Octavia Spencer, um, wonderful actress, phenomenal actress. I love Octavia Spencer. Has dyslexia. And Lisa Ling, she's a TV journalist. She also has ADHD. And the thing that all of these women have are, first of all, you know them for being phenomenal creatives. You know them for creating something, especially with the the ones that we get to still see. I know I, I threw Jane and Aaron there as well. But as we get to see their body of work still being matched in front of us, And it being something that it's like, they don't need fixing. They're not broken. They become such beautiful successes in their careers because they didn't think like the person next to them. That is how you grow in an artistic career is by not thinking like your neighbor, is by innovating and creating. Literally, you create and create something. And that's how you become a creative pro by being different. If they could hire the next guy, they will. That's basically how anything is. If I could create it, I'm not buying it. That's the same thing with any type of art. If I can create it, 
why would I buy it? And as creatives, and especially creative professionals, creative entrepreneurs, if I've already seen it, I'm not buying it. That That's, it's literally constantly changing, constantly innovating. If it's next to me, I'm not getting it. You have to be, even if it's like something, it has to still be different. And that's what these neurodivergence have where we we get to see outside the box and by being able to interact with having a neurodivergence or interacting normally quote unquote with people with neurodivergence and not treating them as deficient or broken you get the opportunity to learn something learn a different way of thinking survive in this complex career that you've chosen. You get to survive when you accept and embrace your differences, especially the ones within your mind. How do you create? With your mind and your heart. You create with your soul, your heart, your mind. Those not so neurotypical ways of thinking are going to to help you. And like I said, if you don't have a neurodivergent, still take yourself out of the box and think from the other side of what you're thinking. If you're like creating a story and you're like creating your own story, right? And from your perspective and you're like, something just seems wrong. Take yourself into the life of the, the character next to you and instead of, you know, your own character. And that's not just with writers, but turn things to the other side. Just view it from a different vision. Sometimes you want to see from the bird's eye view, but sometimes you might just need to step in someone else's shoes. A fun thing that you get to to learn in drama school or even learning to be a lawyer or something like that, you'll be able to fight for the other side. So when you convince yourself that the other side is right, whether you you believe it or not, but when you can give the argument that the other side of whatever you were thinking about a topic, you can see it, then you've done something right. And that also comes with creating sometimes. A beautiful hack that neurodiversity can give us is just another perspective to acknowledge that all of us don't think the same can also help us to acknowledge that there is so much more beautiful stuff in Z world. Thank you for joining me for this first awesome episode of May You Be Well Creative Year 2. Woo woo! Tune in to get a deeper dive into these different neurodivergence in association to how they specifically help us with creativity. So we are going to have an episode deep diving into ADHD. We will have a deep dive into dyslexia. We will have a deep dive into autism. And I think there are five Tuesdays this month, so we will have another episode, but I'm not sure what it is yet. Thank you so much for joining me today on Ranting Through Life, Life Hacks for the Creative Soul. May you be well creative and also click on wherever you're listening and follow, rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget to tell a friend. That's the best way to support the show is tell a friend. And if you want to help the show in a monetary way, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Janu Alisa and 
buy me a coffee, which is going to help me put money into the show and, you know, support a fellow artist. As always, you are the beholder of your creative soul. 